You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me, Joe Thrashenkill You're listening to another thrilling episode of the Toilet of Hell Radio Show With me I'm joined by the 365 Days of Horror You know him, you love him He's the internet's sweetheart He's the golden boy of the internet as well uh, And uh, I like to call him Jordan Jordan, how are you? I am doing well. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. This is our special Mother's Day episode. We'll be talking about mothers in met. No, we won't. We won't be doing that. This isn't Loudwire. We're not going to do that. Yeah, uh, we don't have to check boxes with content. We just have to put it out there. <laughs> I feel like matter. whenever we bring them up, we have to start doing the Justin Bieber voice. This isn't Loudwire. <clears throat> Instead, what we're going to do is, uh, you know, present to you. Another uh, hours hours and some hour worth and some change, I would say, uh, of content, uh, generally related to metal, but more broadly related to kind of whatever we feel like. Um, this is this is doom, doom scrolling, but you get to listen to it. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lay on everybody with like uh, you know they're. You know, enslaved mine workers trapped in a cave right now, owned by a Canadian uh, mining company, like in Burkina Faso. Like, we're not going to go that far, except for right now, I guess. But like, uh, broadly, we'll we'll talk about more fun things, things that are a little bit easier to discuss for the most part. I think, I hope. Anyway, uh, what do you got going on? Um, I got new glasses this week, so I'm in that weird period of trying to adjust to things looking sharper but also maybe a little bit wobblier because your eyes crying aren't quite ready for like your new prescription yeah no i like that the sensation of getting new glasses and then like struggling to not vomit for a week or so (laughs) it's not quite that bad for me i haven't had that big of an adjustment and i really had to get glasses just because my last pair was broken and being holed together with gorilla glue so this is more of a like trying to read my computer screen and it's a little bit wavy because like one one eye needed a little bit more improvement than the other. So it's just like woo. I um <clears throat> I only uh, I guess out of habit now I only wear my glasses when I leave the house. So uh, those those days that I'm just sitting at home reading all day like and you know slowly getting a giant headache like I'm sure those are unrelated. <laughs> The reader's high is what they call it. Exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, I'm excited about that. You know, are they tasteful, tasteful frames? Uh, yeah, I pretty much got the same as what I had before. Uh, kind of, I asked for the Rick Vaughn special, so the black rims with the big silver skull and crossbones right in the middle. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the wild thing. Um, yeah, this has uh, this been a, a weird week. Uh, you know, things have, uh, I guess, cooled down on my front with the whole COVID thing and that uh, that's done with for now, I guess, uh, following CDC guidelines and such. I, everyone says we're okay. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. Just ignore all those, oops, we're moving into a high area right now, but the CDC map is still green, so everything's fine. Um, so there's definitely, like, a wave going through right now that I guess nobody's talking about 
but like it's getting everybody I know at the moment, like not even here in this town, but across every town that I know people in the United States. Um, and I don't want to like offer anecdotal evidence and, 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 and instead of like scientific data, but it does seem like this is the least mild of the strains yet, which seems good. Hopefully, I hope that's the case. <laughs> um, seems to be like two to three days of flu-like symptoms, and then you know, kind of shitty for another day or two, and then you're fine. Until the fall when we get the uh, Megatron variant and it starts all over again. Yeah. So I. I don't know. Um, I, I did see an article where an um, anonymous uh, White House official estimated that 100 million Americans would get COVID before Christmas. <laughs> that seems like a lot. That's like uh, one out of every three. So uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, wear your mask when you go out. Take your vitamins. That's the advice I got for you. Uh, but aside from that, you know, Things things are chilling. Uh, I went out and I saw um, the uh, the Northman uh, last night. Have you heard of that one? Did you bring your bucket full of meat and were you making very suggestive hand arm movements towards the screen? Uh, I did not. I did see uh, the the fellow that you were referencing there. I I, I don't think it was uh, suggestive. I think it was outright that he was like, "Yes, I am a huge Nazi." <laughs> Uh, him and his, uh, his little, uh, white pride buddies, uh, I think this was in New Hampshire, they, these guys got doxxed, <laughs> uh, they, um, they rented out a private theater and, uh, to see the Northmen and they brought along, uh, a bucket of raw hamburger meat to eat while wearing, uh, Party City plastic, uh, novelty Viking hats and, uh, and seagulling at the screen and such, uh, pretty... Pretty homoerotic, if you ask me. <laughs> and their name, Grand Belial's K. Yep, yep. Um, no, I, I, I know that uh, there's a subset of uh, online Nazis that are that were really excited about this movie. Uh, having uh, watched it, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I don't quite get uh, get it personally. Um, there's there's some talk about. Uh, Odin and Freya and uh, all the the wolves and battle and stuff that you know you see trafficked and uh, Z grade black metal all the time, but I don't, it's not really it doesn't really strike me as a uh, any kind of white nationalist esque movie. Uh, well, they, those people always ignore the main stories and just pick out the pieces that they like. Like American History X, for a long time on message boards was the Nazi. Middlehead's go-to without, you know, acknowledging the second half of the movie. To be fair, I don't know if you ever read any of the, uh, and I'm sure we've talked about this now that I'm saying it out loud, but uh, uh, Edward Norton was allowed to rewrite his character a bit, and uh, basically he made himself look cooler. (laughs) And that's (laughs) one of the issues that the director, Tony Kane, had with the final cut, uh, the fellow that is now participating in Hit Parader Presents No Cover. Tune in to a future episode where we watch all of them. God damn, I'm glad we could get that on. I'm so excited about this one. Um, now the, uh, the the fella, uh, what uh, what did the Northman? He also did um, the Witch and um, the Lighthouse. Did you see either of those? I've seen the Witch. I haven't seen the Lighthouse. I'll see it eventually. So is this movie very gray and dirty and grimy? 
It's very grimy. It's also very... They spent a shit ton of money on this movie, and it's not going to recoup. It's not going to come anywhere close to recouping. Mostly on HGH. Uh, yeah, uh, our Skarsgård, whichever Skarsgård they got to be the lead, is fucking shredded. <laughs> um, there's also a scene uh, that very briefly... Um, uh, Willem Dafoe whips out his huge real cock. <laughs> it's it's his actual dick in the movie. So, just because? Uh, yes, uh, I was uh, reading the lore after I watched the movie. It, he's uh, doing a little jest. You know, he's joking around uh, with the king and making a suggestive comment about the queen uh, and and pulling out what is supposed to be a fake phallus, but it is in fact Willem Dafoe's legendary huge dick. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, pretty pretty cool stuff. I think it's worth it for uh, admission on that alone. Well, now the Spider-Man movies are going to be seen in a different light for me. Have you never heard uh, the uh, the legend of uh, Willem Dafoe's massive dick? No, I've heard Liam Neeson. I've not heard Willem Dafoe. Um, so, yeah, he did uh, that Lars Ventura movie, um, oh, yeah. Antichrist, where it has full penetration in it. And Lars Ventura said that he had to hire a... Uh, pornographic actor for to play Willem Dafoe it, for his dick because Willem Dafoe's dick is comically large <laughs> <laughs> like tripping over it yeah <laughs> uh, aside from that the, the movie uh, not as good as The Witch uh, but still it's still fun uh, apparently they did a ton of research into um, you know the the actual uh, practices and such of uh, ancient Viking tribes and such very interesting to see out. It was all on the service of basically um, the story of Hamlet, which, you know, whatever. Uh, and I will say that uh, the geography of the film uh, is absolutely gorgeous, shot in Iceland. Uh, but a lot of the uh, the battle scenes look like CGI bullshit. So mm. it's, I'd, I'd say it's kind of mid. I, I think it's a weird movie to, uh, to pull out your uh, 1488 card on because it's not that good. Well, I look forward to Amon Amarth making a really mediocre song about it. <laughs> I mean, the, the series Vikings was on History Channel for years, and I've watched the whole thing. I've, I kind of feel like I've already had my fill of historical guys running down hills covered in mud, chopping each other up. I mean, the, the benefit to this movie is that it, it's definitely an artsier take on all of that shit. Um, you know, you you have some really really fucking gripping shots of body horror and such out of this that you would you wouldn't get in a, a standard you know uh tale of vikings it, it's it's worth seeing just maybe not go to the theater in the middle of a fucking new pandemic to do it just watch it streaming <laughs> that's it's my not advice. pandemic worthy it's like uh elaine on seinfeld is he sponge worthy or exactly. not it's, is this pandemic worthy right jackass forever was pandemic worthy <laughs> this you can wait <laughs> So, uh, movie corner. Uh, no, wait, no. Movie corner is not done. Uh, me and uh, me and Leif Berikson were going to see a screening of Inland Empire this afternoon, and I'm pretty excited about that. Are you going to share a popcorn? Probably. We might make out a little bit too. Just your your pinkies touch, and you both pull away and blush a little bit. Uh, I'm excited about that. I haven't I haven't uh, seen Kit in a little bit. Uh, we, I was supposed to hang out with him last week, but <laughs> COVID. So. Uh, it'll be good. It'll be good to see our, our our little boy. We love him. You can rub mustaches. <laughs> we might. We just might. I'll send you the pictures. Um, obviously, uh, 
a lot, a lot of things happening in the world. Uh, I'd like to keep it light here to start, if that's okay with you. And until the world crushes us and we just have to talk about it. Exactly, exactly. Um, so starting things off here. <clears throat> Do you like rap music? No. No, I don't. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, I'm not going to say entirely no. Rap is crap, blah, blah, blah. But for the, I don't seek it out, and for the most part, meh. Um, I do, but like I'm also an aging millennial, so the the kind of rap that I like is very much outdated. Um, I, I don't really get into what the kids are into nowadays, and I'm not supposed to because I'm old. Uh, that's the thing that we can all embrace and be a part of. Uh, yeah, it's time to bring back the fat boys, right? <laughs> that's a, that's more of a Gen X thing, I would say. Uh, then we need to bring back uh, flatliners, some horrorcore. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be down with that. That's fine. Uh, I I love I uh, love Three Six Mafia uh, again. OG horrorcore. Uh, all of the associated acts. Project Pat uh, is probably one of uh, <laughs> one of my most listened to artists in my teen years. Uh, all of that shit. Big fan of it. Sutter uh, Sutter Kane. I've actually never listened to Sutter Kane. I, I've listened to a little bit because I think one of his pseudonyms was Rabbi Kane, and I thought that was just incredibly funny. <laughs> that is, that's a pretty good bit. Um, but that being said, uh, rap uh, continues to be uh, probably the most uh, popular uh, form of music in the United States and probably at the, the world at large, uh, and it continues to, to happen uh, with younger people, uh, obviously, and, uh, and trends change, and and new sounds are happening all the time. Uh, there is a uh, a name that we had mentioned on the show at least once before. Uh, I think we said it specifically because the name was very funny. Uh, Jarris Johnson. Is I say that right? Is it Jarris Johnson? As much as I want to say Jervis or Jarvis, it is Jarris Johnson. Jarris Johnson. What do, what do we know about Jarris Johnson? Jarris Johnson, we know him, we talked about him because he did some sort of remix, remade, cover, sort of version of a Papa Roach song and actually had Jacoby Shaddock slash Colby Dick join him for it. Yeah, I believe that was Last Resort, right? Yeah, and (laughs) he also did some song with Bring Me the Horizon, which I I this is a this podcast uh, does not uh, acknowledge the existence of Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> we do not condone. Nope, Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, but you sent me this uh, in our DMs uh, with the headline: "This is the worst thing you'll hear today." And of course, the first thing that I did was click play. <laughs> uh, this is a uh, Jarris Johnson um, with raining blood. Uh, featuring Zilla Cami uh, official video. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and just play a little bit of it right here for you. I'm a slayer, she's a model. Green light when I hit, all she wants is full throttle. When a superstar, that's right. When the sun comes on, everybody like this time. Put me on me, cause I'm batshit. I just wanna get killed by a bad bitch. Give me top with a mouth full of acid I'm a beat, Jerry, so I cast it 
Yeah, there you go. That's um, that's Jaris Johnson with Raining Blood. Um, that's uh, a a hip hop take on the, the classic Slayer song uh, Raining Blood, uh, which is not uh, necessarily original. Um, this is a thing that the Jedi Mind Tricks did probably twenty years ago. <laughs> Um, but that doesn't matter. Uh, again, everything uh, continues on with younger and younger crowds. Uh, this is his take on it, and I will say that I don't much care for it. Uh, what, what, what do you do? You like it? I recognize that I'm not the core audience for this. I am old. I don't like rap. Um, not the biggest Slayer fan to begin with. And acknowledging that, I say I want to punch him in the face for this. Yeah, he sucks a lot. Um, Jarris Johnson is a uh, he's a white guy. We can say that, right? That's okay. That that's our word. We can use it. He he does a thing in in these videos where he uh you know he pulls up his shirt to reveal his stomach tattoo that says the future of rock on it. Uh, you know, I guess calling his shot or whatever. What do you think? Is is this the future of rock? It's absolutely not. <laughs> I th- I blame Machine Gun Kelly for this. I'm an obnoxious skinny white guy and i'm trying to parlay that into some sort of rock career um i suspect this will have its little moment of internet popularity which doesn't translate much beyond getting on some shows and some festivals whereas the rock and metal audience at large really won't like this and uh he'll fade away or end up on tmz as some sort of drug overdose or arrest uh, that probably seems very dark, but yes, I think that's probably correct. Um, the first thing I do on shit like this is I like to I like to read comments. I'm a comment <laughs> reader. Everybody knows that about me. Um, so I, I watched the video. I formed my own opinion. I went searching for what other people thought about it. Uh, Jarris Johnson, his pinned uh, comment at the top is, "Can anyone uh, can anyone guess what classic music video was my inspiration for this?" Um, and then uh, I was just fucking dying uh, reading the replies. Uh, my favorite, and I sent you a screenshot of it, uh, is uh, Amanda Lockwood replies and says, That guitar riff has some Hello Metallica vibes. <laughs> God damn. Hello Metallica vibes. That's not fair to Metallica. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I get it. If you don't... If you don't give a shit about metal, like you don't know the difference between Slayer and Metallica and you don't care, it's just like, whatever, name one of the big metal bands. That's it. Sure. Like, is the Metallica vibes because it's black and white and one was in black and white? Maybe. Um, I mean, but what she says specifically is the guitar riff has ah. hella Metallica vibes. And not hella Slayer vibes? Right, right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, another person here, 420 Skywalker says, I got Avenged Sevenfold vibes. Hail to the king. (laughs) Love it. I fucking love it. And people talk about us being stuck in some sort of frame of reference for bands. I mean, geez, at least we go into the 90s occasionally. Sometimes. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically 1998 to 2004. Uh... But, you know, if there's so much heat right now on Jarrus Johnson, he must be doing something right. So is he is he making inroads into a larger metal audience? Well, he's TikTok popular for whatever that counts for, and YouTube popular, whatever that counts for again. 
Um, I guess he was rubbing elbows with popular bands like Papa Roach and doing official remixes for them. But uh, he did upset some people for a couple of days ago. He tweeted out, and I am going to read this as he tweeted. I am not having a stroke. And there's no punctuation. There's no capitalization. <clears throat> Bruh, some of these rock and metal festival headliners about to have a heart attack on stage. Arthritis acting up. Can't headbang. Got to check on that high blood pressure before playing. Need some help up the stairs to the stage. Oh, word fam. <laughs> they word? about to do it. <laughs> um, no. One of the first things I did after this was I googled the word Jarris Johnson, and the top result is you know the suggested searches. How did Jarris Johnson get famous? Good question. Fair. Yeah, it's from TikTok. It's fu- fucking TikTok. Is does he have a rich uh, ophthalmologist parent or something like that too? And that's really what happened. Uh, Jarris Johnson is not yet famous enough to have uh, anybody have tracked down his biographical info, but you know. We're uh, we're betting, folks. I would bet that he is uh, likely from one of the wealthier locales of the country and grew up in a McMansion. Uh, what's your guess? I'm going to say Orange County. That's a that's a good guess. I think that's that's probably accurate for this one. I get rich California douche vibes from him. Um, so we'll uh, we'll soon see who his uh, famous uh, mother and or father are. Uh, if not famous, just you know, wealthy. We'll find out. It'll, it'll be interesting. Um, and we'll watch his inevitable flame out. I think that'll be fun to do as well. Um, and then we'll we'll do this all over again with some other uh, some other guy that's trying to to walk the same uh, walk the same type tight rope. Uh, that, that's exciting. Um, what's uh, what's in the immediate future for for Jairus Johnson? Do you think? Uh, probably get on some festivals possibly some tours opening up for a Papa Roach or corn or something like that. And uh, like you said, inevitable flame out people move on to the next thing and he'll be the sea shantings of TikTok soon. Love it. We love a good, uh, what, not even like a week long micro trend, (laughs) just nonsense that people tried to make a thing and it obviously wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, we'll see, uh, this, this, Slayer video for having a bunch of articles written about it uh, does not have that many views comparatively. He does have one video that has a million views, uh, some kind of know, Game of Thrones inspired kind of thing. I don't know. The uh, the whole song is like an analogy of unsheathing his sword uh, to mean like his his dick and like slaying bitches. Oh, so, so the whole thing's about circumcision then, huh? Right, right. Uh, it's <laughs> dedicated to his mo- uh, moil. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, people like to, I don't know, be into swords or give Carly Rae Jepsen a sword. Swords are cool. Watch this video. Swords aren't cool anymore. This is it. Yeah, this will disabuse you of all of notions of that. Uh, buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the scene from Always Sunny with Charlie holding the revolver and Mac coming at him with a sword and just bang, 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 bang. It's just like... Um and uh fuck what is the indiana jones yeah yeah just shoot the guy with the sword exactly um moving on a bit uh there is a there's a couple ways that we can go with this i'll leave it up to you which which story do you want to tackle judas priest are going to be in the rock and roll hall of fame that's a nice story 
That is nice. Uh, a band that has put in their dues over all kinds of ups and downs over 50 years. Yeah, they... I don't believe in the validity of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an institution, nor should anybody. But, I mean, if it's there for any reason, it should probably be for that, right? Yeah, they deserve it. They've been around long enough. They have the cultural influence, the album sales. Uh, They don't get into trouble outside of, you know, doing what they do. So they deserve it. It's not – it's a little bit of an asterisk induction because I don't think whatever – um, bullshit voting that the Hall of Fame has. I don't think they got in that way. And I don't think they got in through like fan voting. It's like they got a special mo- most valuable player, most improved band award to get in. But you're in, you're in, good enough. And they're really, if we really are honest about it, one of the few metal bands that deserve to be in there. I'm with you on that. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's good to see. Um, a band that can hopefully rest on their laurels a bit now. You don't have to kill yourselves touring. <laughs> yeah, don't tour. Just And this will increase album sales for them, I'm sure. Just like whenever uh, a movie gets nominated or wins an Oscar, it's an inevitable boost, whether it's through album sales or live or streaming. So that'll be nice for them. And did you see that K.K. Downing has been invited to join them? Ah, good for him. I hope that they can finally bury the hatchet. And uh, they... It seems like Rob Halford's open to having him like play a song with them or whatever the Hall of Fame does. So hopefully that'll be a nice ending or possibly a new beginning for K.K. Downing so he doesn't have to keep struggling and trying to be like, oh, you know, sorry for quitting. Maybe we can get back together sometime. By the way, here's my other band, K.K.'s Priest, that has nothing to do with Judas Priest, we swear. Really fumbled the bag harder than just about anybody else in uh, in the entire world of metal. It's incredible. Um, it's it's always weird to me. Like I don't know how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame works. How anybody decides who's going where because the choices are always baffling to me every single time. Um, it it makes some people happy, I guess. Otherwise, they would wouldn't keep doing it. But uh, you know, it's like. Um, I saw that in addition to Judas Priest, uh, another uh, inductee is going to be Eminem, which is, again, doesn't have the, um, the cultural uh, longevity uh, of, say, Judas Priest, uh, much, much younger in comparison. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of folks from the 80s or 70s or whatever, it's, it's, it's always like, yeah, rock and roll, fucking love Dolly Parton. I love rock and roll and Dolly Parton. Those are two things that are synonymous. <laughs> Just make it the Music Hall of Fame, and I think a lot of people would chill out about it, except for Eddie Trunk. Yeah, no, that's he. Uh, he's going to be mad regardless. Why isn't MC5 in there? Um, just imagine him like getting hemorrhoids, struggling so hard over the vote every year. Uh, yeah, is uh, this year it's Duran uh, Duran. Again, synth pop from the 80s that wrote a bunch of songs that people like. Um, there's Eminem, again. Uh, kind of weird. I, I think he first rose to prominence in, like, what, 97? In the late 90s, yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, like, probably the most contemporary act you're ever going to see out of this shit. <laughs> uh, the Eurythmics, uh, who have one song that I know. Uh, yeah, know, that's a weird choice, but perhaps Do you know, do you know a second Eurythmics song? Uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made Of This, the remix. Uh, that wasn't them. That, uh, uh, wait, was that them? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. 
Uh, also, uh, yeah, Dolly Parton, like we mentioned, uh, and uh, let's see, Lionel Richie. Uh, again, uh, pretty, uh, pretty soft rocking kind of guy, and uh, then Car- Carly Simon. Alrighty. Yeah, that's pretty hard rocking all over. Uh, I, I, who makes the decisions on this, uh, and what what is their criteria? That's my question. I'm sure it's readily available. No, nah, I don't care enough. <laughs> This doesn't sure matter to me. To, this does not I'm affect sure my to, life in any way. It's going to be like, you know, how long they've been a band, album sales, that sort of thing. And uh, industry insiders vote on it. Record label executives and, I don't know, DJs. Hmm. All right. Well, it's fun to see, you know, a dying industry to get together and have some fun. Uh, I think that's... Here, that's here. Fun. I looked it up. To be eligible for induction, artists have to have had released their first record 25 years earlier and have created music whose originality, impact, and influence have changed the course of rock and roll. Which, Eminem? Uh, Did he really change the course of rock and roll? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't make that. I can't make that distinction. Um, I. I like uh, Lionel Richie, but I don't know that he has changed the, <laughs> the course of rock and roll either. Is it me you're looking for? Um, is Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo have been inducted in the season as well? I didn't know who Neil Giraldo was. Uh, turns out he's the um, the counterpart to like Elton John, the guy that wrote all the songs. Well, he deserves it, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of hits. What is what is Elton John's guy's name? Bernie something? I don't know. Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah, Bernie Bernie Sanders wrote uh, all of those Elton John songs. Bernie Sanders singing "Rocket Man." That'll get you through the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with the crocodile rock. I <laughs> uh, love that show. Bu bu Benny and the Jets. That's pretty. You, you do a pretty good Bernie. Um. Good. We uh, are we done with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Can we move on from here? Yes, we don't have to talk about it for another year. Thank God. I fucking hate this shit. It's worthless. Um, At least that there is metal involved this year. Yeah, so that's, that's true. something. Like it's good. It it's good to have to see Judas Priest like accepted uh, into a wider uh, you know music musical industry influence or whatever. Like you know everybody that's even tangentially associated with metal. Like knows that Judas Priest is one of the greatest metal bands of all time, so it's nice to see that reflected into a wider discourse, I guess. Right, you're finally getting acknowledgement, especially for a genre that never really ever receives it, and like I said, there's probably about five or six metal bands that could actually be in the Hall of Fame. Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Black Sabbath. That's it. End of list. (laughs) Yeah, maybe... In a slow year, you might get like Slipknot in there. I don't know. Probably not. I I don't think they sold enough really, records. Megadeth, maybe. I don't. I, I don't think there's a chance in hell of Megadeth ever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's why I'm saying slow years. Like you look at Baseball Hall of Fame, and sometimes like really this this guy got in, and their numbers aren't very good. But it's just there's no one else to vote for. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, so. But I don't know. Since they do like posthumous inductees as well, they might just be like, "All right, we'll we'll take this dead guy instead." 
<laughs> they're just going to start adding the side projects of bands that are already in. Like WWE Hall of Fame does that. It's like, oh, Razor Ramon, you're in. Oh, and NWO and Triple H and Degeneration X and all these other things just because they need to fill space. Like you're going to get Judas Priest and then you're going to get Halford and then you get what was what else was he in Fight. two? fight yeah you're just gonna get all these extra ones thrown in just because what else are you gonna do black sabbath and ozzy that sort of thing uh yeah gotta pad your stats um speaking of ozzy uh he's he's uh, he's married did you know that i've heard such things uh, i know last week we were talking about how uh ozzy had covid i haven't heard an update from that instead i just got an update on his horrible wife uh who is doing a horrible thing uh, well, she has COVID now, too. That was another update. And I know this because she had a picture taken of her lying in bed with, like, an IV drip attached because you can't have anything happen to you in life without documenting it and letting the world know now. I mean, the IV drip is pretty unnecessary. Like, it's just you hung over or something. Like, you need to be hydrated. <laughs> just get her a Gatorade like everyone else. Yeah. Um, what's what's the what's the the story with Sharon? Sharon Osbourne is having a new documentary series about her put out. It's going to be called "To Hell and Back," and it is going to be airing on Fox Nation, which for people outside the U.S. isn't Fox News. It isn't the Fox Channel that like The Simpsons are on or alien autopsy or all the other garbage they used to have on when they were struggling to be popular the golden fox era nation of fox. is like what's that the golden era of fox when you Where could see they would like, have you could see like the world's deadliest car crashes <laughs> we really have come a long way from like 80s and 90s tv like i've said before i like to watch old commercials when i'm bored and a lot of it is like the ABC Sunday night movie and it's just faded actors from the 70s or in some just generic movie of the week. And you really don't get that anymore. And with Fox, with Fox, it was way worse because it was just anything. They would put anything on TV because they just wanted ratings. And if it wasn't for The Simpsons, they probably would have gone away. Um, real double-edged sword there, huh? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> And Fox Nation is like the internet channel. It's like a streaming service. It's on, like you get it for free if you have a smart TV or if you have the Pluto app. No one really watches it. I think former pro wrestler Tyrus has a TV show on there while he like holds his championship belt. So that's what you're dealing with. And that's who deemed Sharon Osbourne was worthy of having this television documentary about her. And specifically what it's about, it's a four-part program featuring a candid and heartfelt look into Sharon Osbourne's personal and professional life, which, I guess, (laughs) she's ridden the coattails of a popular music icon for a long time. I guess you could get some interesting stories out of it. To be fair, I think originally it was Ozzy riding the coattails of her because her dad was in the was like a label owner or something, right? Yeah, her, her wasn't her dad the manager of Black Sabbath, and after he fizzled out, she latched onto him, he latched onto her, and uh, they managed to get Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz, and all that going on. So 
been mutually beneficial parasitic relationship. Which has since become less mutually beneficial. <laughs> which is get out there, daddy, and dance. Um, I don't care that you're end. fucking dying like in front of me. Just go ahead and make us make us some more money. That's not really what this documentary series is about because it's specifically highlighting how she found herself in the crosshairs of the cancel culture movement after exiting the CBS show The Talk. So again, for anybody that's not familiar, um, The Talk is a ripoff of The View, which is far more successful, even that's not that successful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sea level The View with just people you've barely heard of. And uh, about a year or two ago, Sharon Osbourne got into varying degrees of trouble um, at one point talking about her friend and sticking up for uh, Pierce, what's his name? Pierce Morgan. Yeah, I, I want to say Pierce Brosnan, but I'm like, no, that's not. No, Run everyone Pierce. loves Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Everyone fucking hates Pierce Morgan. Yeah, Pierce Morgan being his usual shitty racist self, and that kind of blew up on air with uh, some of her coworkers. And then from there, there were the steady drip of stories of Sharon Osbourne saying horribly racist things to and about her coworkers and making it generally an unpleasant place. And she was kicked off slash you can't fire me, I quit from this show. And apparently that's worthy of being a documentary on Fox Nation. And I have a quote from the streaming platform's president, Jason Klarman. Fox Nation subscribers will have an unbridled look into the toll the cancel culture phenomenon had on her life story. And um, Sharon herself says, I hope telling my story for the first time will help audiences understand the impact this movement can have on individuals and families. And she added, uh, oh, no, it's the same quote. So there you go. Great. Awesome. I can't think of anybody more uh, harmfully affected by uh, the phenomenon of cancel culture as Sharon Osbourne. Um, That's, again, the number one victim. Not considering, I don't know, the careers of what were formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> all of the Just, uh, all of the people in Hollywood uh, that were blacklisted uh, for being implicated as being communists. <laughs> but what about me? Why isn't anyone thinking about Sharon Osbourne, the real victim? We had a pretty good run, I guess, of the... Um, the obsession of, of the right wing being cancel culture or wokeism or whatever fucking stupid word of the week they had for, I don't know, going on a, a year or two, I guess. Uh, but that shit's over uh, because the fucking snare has uh, clamped shut on the necks of everybody else. And um, they don't have to worry about that anymore because it's it's full on uh, hunting season for uh, the libs. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know. I don't think. I think it's a doll, uh, a day late, a dollar short on uh, on this documentary. Uh, I think it's just a bullshit fluff piece because uh, somebody owed her a favor or something, uh, and literally nobody will watch this or care about it uh, because we have moved on to far uh, bigger and more awful things. You say that, but uh, whenever I'm driving home and uh, one of my neighbors, elderly neighbors, never closes their windows or their shades. And literally, I'm saying literally every time I drive past, Fox News is on the TV, and I can see it. I mean, so, yeah, there's tons of elderly shut-ins that watch nothing but this shit, but, like, yeah. they don't matter in any way. Yeah. <laughs> well, they vote. Sure. But, I mean, like, 
even then, it's these these people. They don't talk to anybody. They don't go outside. The the most that they do is vote. Um, they're barely functional as people. <laughs> and so they'll enjoy seeing not only Sharon on this documentary, but we'll also hear uh, insight and personal stories from her husband, music legend Ozzy Osbourne, along with their children, Jack and Kelly Osbourne. Additionally, the docuseries will feature interviews with many of those who are part of and witnessed the controversy that ended her time on the talk, including, and this is very funny to me, including Daily Mail contributor and former co-host of ABC's The View, Megan McCain. Oh, wonderful. You see the shit about her uh, book sales this week? I did, and did you see just the epic dragging that's been going on over the weekend from Steve Schmidt? No, I missed that. Oh, it's it's still ongoing, and it's like, fuck, don't make me like this guy, because um, he's just as shitty in a different way, but um, I think she, Megan McCain, likes some response to him or something, calling him a pedophile, and so he just fully unloaded, double-barrel shotgun blasted for like the past two days talking all just spilling secrets from the campaign and how she was left on the tarmac because she was late and she was the worst person he ever dealt with. And it's good. It's really good if you're in need of schadenfreude. I appreciate that. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, sales uh, numbers were released for her latest book. I think it was 274 copies. Which Extre- uh, extremely low. Yeah, um, I think the book is called Bad Republican if you want to be number 275. But we all know how this works if you're a conservative and you write a book. You know, the Heritage Foundation, uh, Federal Society, like every, you know, loathsome right-wing uh, money trap buys up warehouses full of copies to put you on the bestseller list. That's just how this goes. Uh, but apparently she uh, she's not in good graces with the people that are in control anymore. So uh, her shit's done. Her shit is played the fuck out. <laughs> and doesn't her husband run the Federalist? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben uh, Ben Dominich Dominich. Um, I so, guess uh, he he couldn't be fucked to buy a copy either. Well, it's it's kind of funny that. Um, there, there is a schism uh, within uh, the Republican Party at the moment where these people that were critical of uh, Donald Trump are now seeing their asses drummed the fuck out of town, uh, with the exception of, um, uh, I guess, uh, the hillbilly, elo- hillbilly elegy shithead. Uh, he, uh, he sucked Peter Thiel's cock, and that, that gave him what he needed. <laughs> he got some of that children's vampire blood, and... It helped boost him to probably a Senate seat. Yep. Yay. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, Megan McCain uh, being booted out again, like the, the right wing Leviathan is uh, completely uh, clenching his jaws across the world, uh, which is not great, but it is good to see, you know, uh, somebody that was once a part of it uh, being out of their good grace. So I think that's kind of kind of a nice, fun thing to watch. Yeah, it's a reverse Midas. Everything Trump touches turns to shit, and by extension, the various machines of conservatism and republicanism. Sooner or later, they all get got. Uh, just look at Madison Cawthorn. It it is very funny, like the way, just the way that you phrase it like that. It is uh, kind of like the end of uh, Goodfellas. <laughs> just anybody that did the wrong thing, just take them out. Why why take a chance? <laughs> We just need that montage of 
of them ending up getting uh, fired or selling 200 bucks and maybe ending up in some sort of meat locker or a video of you know you're you sucking your cousin's cock like (laughs) getting released (laughs) uh very funny very funny stuff to a nicer guy it couldn't have happened i don't i think uh i think it's gonna be even funnier if you keep if cawthorn like wins anyway (laughs) he might what's that he might. Yeah, he might. I, I, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Um, I think that uh, I, I hate him uh, with my very core, but his instinct is correct on this. Just be like, um, yeah, the deep state is trying to uh, trying to force me out, and I won't do it. And that's that's absolutely the right move. You are the ones who are the cousin ball licker. <laughs> uh, so, uh, fun stuff. Um, overall in a world that is increasingly very dark <laughs> uh what what do you make of uh, things at the moment is there any hope anywhere no no not at all Seems- just because even if these these bad people live forever and once they finally do croak someone worse comes along like i, I remember i think when george hw bush died and you said you had a toast for it and i'm just like i'm saving it because there's gonna be worse and there is. I don't remember that. I don't remember doing that. I think it might have been some other right-wing ghoul that I had beef with. There's many. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you're still saving up for Kissinger. You're going to black open the uh, blue label for that one. I've had, uh, I think, my longest, uh, going back to like my early teens, I think, the one that I've been waiting for the longest is Pat Robertson. That's the one that I've wanted to break out a bottle of champagne for his his death, uh, and it still hasn't happened. Um, you know, I've got that bottle of Vivet Clec uh, that's you know, fucking two thousand three now. <laughs> Lewis Black said it: "The good die young, and assholes live forever." It's true. Um, so uh, I guess this week it was, uh, you know, real, some uh, somebody from the Supreme Court leaked a memo outlining that, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade is, you know, going to be struck down any day now. And uh, that has kind of opened the floodgates to uh, to other things like, uh, you know, as soon as that was released, like all kinds of state legs have, uh, have poison pills where it's like... Uh, yeah, in Texas, if Roe v. Wade struck down, they're going to outlaw abortion uh, completely within the state. Uh, lots of uh, red states, I guess, have that um, have that planned out. Um, I believe uh, Louisiana, Missouri, um, shit, like probably all of them. Um, and then from there, it's kind of grown uh, where uh, now it's looking like uh, – Republicans want to enact a uh, nationwide uh, abortion ban, and uh, it's growing from there uh, where, uh, for example, uh, Greg Abbott, uh, the governor of Texas, is uh, talking about how maybe it might not be constitutional uh, to provide public schooling. Uh, gay marriage is definitely uh, going to get uh, chopped in half. Um, and then there's there's some other things out there about like uh, banning uh, contraception uh, nationwide as well. Uh, overall, it looks like the plan is to completely destroy uh, the New Deal uh, and uh, and go back to a uh, pre uh, World War uh, World War II society. So uh, don't really know 
what to tell anybody that can make you feel in any way better about any of that. It's just, uh, uh, boy, it really uh, is all happening pretty quick, huh? Well, you might die before it all happens, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, that is true. Uh, again, the sweet embrace of the crypt will will guide you to the end. It doesn't, uh, and again, it, it doesn't matter that uh, you know a majority of the nation is uh, horrified by these things by like a large large number. It's just uh, well, uh, the group that has uh, concocted a way to have minor- minority control of the country no matter what is just going to force it on you. I gotta say, I don't like that. I think that's a bad system. I think that uh, overall, our founding fathers were full of shit. This is not some kind of perfect system. I want a paternity test for those founding fathers. Same. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Do what you can and help where you can. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any good advice. Volunteer for your local Planned Parenthood. Uh, I've been thinking of doing that, although I might not be the best idea for me to engage with protesters in any sort of way. Um, but try to help where you can, and I don't know what else to tell you. <clears throat> if anybody out there wants to, you know, really make a name for themselves, I have a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have suggestions. I just can't say it on air. Who's listening to? Yeah, I don't think it's it's probably fine. We can, you know, for the sake of just funsies, um, I, I think that legitimately, um, whatever is to be done to try to uh, call this tide is desperately illegal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is there is no recourse any other way. Uh, so you know, I'll leave that up to your imagination. We're not getting in trouble for this one. No, I'm not. We're not advocating anything. I'm I'm not advocating anything. I'm just saying, like, if the only way around this would be illegal measures, and, and there are a wide variety of them. Like, I'm not saying that you know, uh, you got to go uh, to. To somebody's house in the dead of night and, and yeah, do something there, but like that is one of them, just one of many things that you could do to, to help other people. Yeah, you could just poison someone's tea, it's what the Russians do. Uh, polonium that's, uh, I believe, the, the answer, right? That was polonium, yes, that was polonium. I've never seen polonium, I don't know where to find it. So, uh, again, get creative. Uh, other things that you could do uh, is uh, there are tons of uh, grassroots organizations uh, centered on uh, getting women. Uh, the, the health care that they need, uh, and if that involves moving them uh, out of the state for a procedure, they, they do that. Um, I can include some links uh, in this episode description uh, to that, that help people right now. Uh, in the future, things are going to be very different, uh, and we will have to reassess from there. Uh, don't really don't really know what that looks like yet. Not Not too excited to find out, to be honest with you. We're going to have to have an underground railroad for people to get health care, aren't we? I mean, it's it's essentially happening right now uh, in that in a lot of states like mine included, uh, the current uh, abortion restrictions are so uh, so restrictive that you can't reasonably uh, like even find out that you're pregnant in the, the time like that before the, the courts outlaw it. So there are groups right now that help um, like help people that, that don't have a ton of money uh, get out to a state that does allow that to happen. Uh, in, in the case of a nationwide ban, like it's going to be even more unsafe. Uh, and, uh, and that's, uh, and everybody knows it. Nobody, nobody thinks that there's going to be a good outcome from this, but it's, it's what's happening anyway. 
we need roving gangs of like Peaky Blinders people protecting outside these clinics and these health places. You want you all come and take it? I, I know that you don't think it's a good idea for you to do it, but I think you're exactly the perfect person for that. Actually, you're you're not afraid cool to uh, to get up in somebody's face. I just need a step stool to do it. <laughs> uh, they could be short too. It's fine. I'll, I'll cut their Achilles tendon. That'll be my that'll be my calling card. I like that. Like a, it's kind of like a gremlin type move, you know. <laughs> Um, Instead of goblin mode, I go gremlin mode. Yeah, yeah, it's even more even more destructive than a goblin. Just cutting Achilles and scratching at people's faces. Fucking up machinery in general, showing up on the side of an airplane. You never know what he's going to do next. Do you uh, want to bring it back to metal? Yeah, let's bring it back. Danzig might be done touring, he says. That, I've, I've seen him a couple of times, and I think that's the right move. And he may not release another album. He's currently on tour, with, which actually I think is an interesting lineup. It's Danzig with Cradle of Filth, Tiger Army, and Crowbot. So there's your diversity bill. Um, I can't imagine what someone seeing Cradle of Filth thinks of Tiger Army, but I'd love to watch. Um, but yeah, he says he might be done. And he's been floating this idea for like 10 to 20 years. So... We'll see if it actually happens, but uh, he said, um, I write songs here and there, and lately I seem to be writing more soundtrack stuff. I don't know what I'm ever going to do uh, another album again. I might do an EP, or I might just record some songs and put them out for free on the internet. We'll see. It could be that right now I'm just not interested, and then a month from now I'll be in the studio. It depends. I've got to be excited about working in order to go do it. Right now I'm not that excited. And... Didn't he release like a year or two ago just awful Elvis covers that no one liked? Yep, it was uh, very bad. Um, his uh, voice is completely shot live as well. Um, and he seems to have a bad time touring. So yes, this all makes sense. Uh, no, no one's giving him his French onion soup. Yeah, you, you've, you've done, you've had a pretty, pretty good career. Uh, you're definitely just... Scraping the bottom of the barrel at the moment, I think he recognizes it, and it's like, well, maybe time to step back. Yes, I agree. You've made your money. You don't have to do this. It's good to recognize it. It's another thing you got to follow through. That's true. Like, you don't have to tour. Play festivals. Just do the one-offs if you need to make a little money. I mean, somehow, if you haven't still gotten enough scratch from all those Misfits reunion shows. Um, and yeah, you don't you don't got to play these second and third markets just because it's been the thing to do it's what you did growing up and we've really never evolved past you have to tour in order to make money so just play the big festivals take a break you know you'll make more money if you go away for a couple of years and then Lollapalooza comes calling or whatever other major festival and you you do your thing you play your 45 minute set you take a nice 10 minute break in the middle for a drum solo or something like that and yeah, I mean, he's 66 years old, going to be 67 in a couple of weeks. So you got to slow down eventually. I think it's time. Um, it's tough for a lot of musicians because they don't have uh, Misfits merch money uh, to retire on. They got to keep working until they die. Like I remember Dick Dale, like one of the saddest uh, stories, I think, like uh, having to uh, to con- continue touring like into his 80s to afford like cancer treatments 
just miserable and constant pain all the time. Uh, Danzig's not in that boat. He has he has real money. He can he can quit, and that's what we should hope for. <laughs> you can you can just stop now. Uh, enjoy your retirement. I mean, eventually it also ends up that you you'll hear stories like some of these bands playing corporate events. Like, wasn't it like Run DMC played some event where half the staff got fired? What? WeWorks Adam Newman fired staff to cut costs and immediately threw a Run DMC concert. Fuck yes, dude. Uh, yeah, the WeWorks. There's, like, a, there's a whole spin article about it. Um, well, I mean, there's, a, there's like multiple documentaries about this guy now. <laughs> the WeWork thing was a pretty, uh, pretty big fuck up. I worked in a WeWork. Seven percent of the staff was fired, and then Run DMC came out. Uh, Daryl McDaniel's of Run DMC entered the room, embraced this Newman guy, and then played a set for the staff. Love it! Incredible. Um, so you you don't want uh, to have Glenn Danzig come out and do last caress after half your workforce has been fired from your phony startup. I don't know. Check clears. You might want to. Um, just warbling I've got something to say as people cry and clear out their shared desks really uh, really dire stuff god I'm glad I'm out of that environment now (laughs) open concept you get to listen to everyone's phone calls and have to stare at someone you hate for 10 hours a day yeah I mean I guess I'm still working in open concept office now it's just that instead people are pissing and shitting themselves uh, literally instead of figuratively so it's more sanitary than working in an office. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good. Uh, go out go out on top, champ. You did it. Um, and Leave I, some for the rest of us. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, maybe take some extra time to watch some movies, see how they work to, to get a better idea before you make another one. <laughs> He's threatening to make like four more. Again, watch just watch a few movies and take notes. Watch The Godfather. <laughs> watch like a lifetime movie and take notes on the basic structures of like how the plot and action work. And I think that'll watch, help. Watch Ernest Scared Stupid. I mean, that's legitimately a pretty good one, though. It's we still haven't seen this uh, Death Rider comes to Vampire Town or whatever that movie is. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. No, and my wife still gives me shit over Veronica. Like she's legitimately still mad that we watched that. <laughs> she didn't have to watch it. I told her that. <laughs> we only have one TV though, so you know. Uh, it was it was what was on. She had to watch it. She just had her eyes pried open and putting in eye drops, making her watch. <laughs> the uh, erotica technique um all right i think that that's that's got to be it on this one um i'm mad and uh it's that means it's time to sign off right but at least you're feeling better that's true that's true uh everybody out there uh be safe um again everything on this podcast is non-actionable it's all parody it's all a joke uh so go out there in the real world and make a difference and uh we'll we'll see you next week and remember to really lean into your punches, you know, and don't tuck your thumb. That's how you break it. Yeah, man, just practice a bit before you put anything into application. You want to you really get a vibe before you're doing something for the first time.
Tape your wrists up just in case. Yeah, if you do break your wrist, that'll make it uh, from being like a more severe uh, break that would require surgery. You want a clean break. Bye.
You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.